Okay. We're holding here a Baisai at the second Tayalis. Rukhavasavavis is now going to describe five benefits that the Bala Bitochoin will have in this world. We've already discussed the benefits that will give him in terms of his pursuit to earn his rightful share in Olam And now we're going to deal with things to live a more stress-free, more calmer life in this world. So the first one was the person will be saved from Menuchas Halev, from all of the daigas, all of the worries. And he'll be calm. He'll be calm because he knows HaKadosh Baruch is in control. HaKadosh Baruch knows what's best for him. He's already, he accepts exactly the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu tailors his life to be. And therefore, he's very calm about it. And even when things seemingly would worry people, certain things would seemingly worry a person, the Baalabitokhan has the fortitude, he has that kayak to be able to remain calm and composed in every situation. Continue along now, Mayhan. Menuchas hanefesh milechas bidrochim arachoikim. That the advantage of Bitochen would give the person the menuchas hanefesh, it would give him peace that he would not have to travel to drochim arachoikim. He wouldn't find the need to travel far away for his parnosa. Let's face it, when people travel, even today's day and age, when the, the traveling is, is by car, traveling is by plane, it's still, it's still, a uh, person gets weary from it, it's still taxing on the person physically, all the more so in those days, if you wanted to take a trip, it meant leaving your family for extended periods of time, going on a boat, it could be dangerous, you get seasick, Certainly it was like that. Or traveling by, by wagon, very, very difficult. But even nowadays, to travel for, for business, it's, it's a, not an easy thing. Certainly easier to, to be at home, to, to work close to home, right? It's the bracha that we give, the balabais. It's in the, uh, the bracha that we're supposed to say to the host when we have a meal. Then we give a bracha that he should have his parnasa cravingly here. It should be close to the city. You don't have to travel so far. So says the Chavos of Ovis, having bitochen would allow a person the the menuchas hanefesh not to travel far. Ashi mechal agufa, he said, wears a person down. Umemaheres hashlomas yemei achayim. And Imamish brings the end of life closer. Kemayshikosav, like David HaMelech says in Tehillim, I've been worn out from the road, from traveling. My, my energy is sapped from the weariness of the road. My life is shorter. Dovod HaMelech says when I have to travel, my life is shorter. Person, it runs down a person physically. That's the, the, the point over here. Now, not easy, not an easy uh, point to take, but let's let's see what the Chavazov is saying over here. That a person who truly has bitachin, he says, I trust the Kodesh Bohu that he can provide me with my parnosa without having to go to far-flung places, without having to make myself physically weary, without having to 
to exhaust myself, I will be able to find my parnosa in a much easier and closer way. Person has to put in effort, no question about it. Every person has to put in effort for parnosa. But with Bitochen, knowing that a Kajbohu can provide here, he can provide there, person shouldn't have to put himself through this. Let's listen to his his story over here, his marshal, which really drives home the point. And we'll see at least how it relates to us. And it's said about one of the pious people. He once traveled to a faraway place. He wanted to go, he wanted to be in little Yechidus, uh, he wanted to abstain from this world, just live by himself under the radar, and he would go like many, many tzaddikim did, including the Vilna and others, many tzaddikim used to do this, just travel as travelers and beggars, and go along and find Parnosa here and there, and use that time to contemplate and be misbeded in introspection with HaKadosh Baruch So he went away, and he went to find a Parnosa far away. And he meets up with this non-Jew, an idolater. He meets up with this fellow. So the pious Jew wants to give a little musr to this uh, to this idolater. He says, How blind could you be? I mean, how, how silly could you be to think that anything you want in this world comes from trees, comes from stones, comes from bowing down to, to inanimate objects, to the, to, the, to the moon. Why would you think it makes any sense? How blind are you? Such a lack of understanding by you're bowing down to the stars, you, you serve the stars. So the Amgushi said back to him, yeah, what do you do for a living, he says. So this Chosid said, I serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaYochol, the capable one. HaMechalkel, the sustainer. HaEchod, he's the only one. HaMatrif, who provides Parnosa. Asher ain't Kamoyu. There's no one in the world like HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He's mamish. He's 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 going to be giving a whole cure of class to this uh, to this guy over here. Yeah, he's telling him, Shema Yisrael, Hashem Alekeinu, Hashem Echad. It's only one. There's only one in the world that does everything. That's mechalkel. That could do. That has the ability to do. That gives us parnasa. And you're serving the stars. So the Amgushi tells this this yid, this chosid. Your actions contradict your words. What do you mean? What did I do that I'm contradicting what I'm telling you? The, the guy, it takes a guy sometimes to put him straight. If what you're saying, if what you're saying is true, if that you believe is absolutely true, that it's only HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You say there's only the Beire, only the Creator, who's all-powerful and who's all-capable. 
So then, So he would give you your barnosa in the city where you live. You came here to get parnosa. What you have to travel out all the way here to get your parnosa is not is not the all capable, all powerful, capable and powerful enough to give you parnosa over there. You wouldn't have to exert yourself to come out to this faraway place. The nifsika tainus apolush. The chosid here, this pious person who wanted to be in abstination, wanted to be a Kaddish. He got it, he heard it, he accepted it, and he returned immediately back to his city. Even pious people, someone who had tremendous bitochen, but he, lo- he forgot it. He lost himself. He didn't realize. But it, I, I, I would say it's Kedai to mention the Gemara in the end of Kedushin. You think sometimes that we're talking about the Chavis of Ovis, a Porush, a Chosid, doesn't sound like such a Chosid to me. I mean, if he was a Rebbe and asked for Chasidim, I mean, he just blew it. He, he had to have a guy tell him the truth. I think this is why he's considered the Porush and the Chosid. The Gemara in the end of Kedushin says there was a person, Amram Chasida. Amram, who was a Chosid. The Gemara calls him a Chosid. And one day he, he was approached with an opportunity to ransom a few Jewish girls who were held in captivity. Pidyan Shvuyan. Mamish, a tremendous mitzvah. So he ransomed them, he paid for their release. And he brought him into, their, into his house. And it's a Shaila of Yichud. Tomorrow is the Sugis of Yichud over there. It's a Shaila of Yichud. He can't be secluded with these young girls. So he put them up in the attic. And he took away the ladder. Okay? So they're up there. He's down there. Took away the ladder. The Gemara says that he passed by the attic. And he caught a glance of these girls up there. So he went and he took a ladder, the Gemara says, if I remember correctly, he took a ladder which he needed ten people to carry, and he schlepped it himself, and he put it against the, the attic, and he started climbing up the attic. And he got halfway up, and he stopped himself, and he started shouting out, Nura Bey Amram! Nura Bey Amram! He called out to the townspeople, he said, quick, come, there's a fire in Amram's house. It's a fire. When the fire broke out in those days, you needed everybody to come, go get pails of water from the river, put out the fire. So they came rushing to his house. They walk in and they see he's halfway up the ladder and there's no fire in Amram's house. So they said, Amram, you know, you, you just embarrassed yourself. Said Amram, better I embarrass myself in this world than I get embarrassment in the next world. Now let's analyze what happened over here. That means Amram Chasid here couldn't hold himself back from going up the ladder. If he could have done that, he would have just gone down himself. But his Yerushamayim was enough 
that he was able to bring resources, bring backup to help him stop this Avera. And he knew the only way he would stop it, Yiras Hashem, the Vilna Goyen, tells us, based on the Gemara and Brachas, of Chesam Abayz, Rabbi there's a point in time where Yiras Hashem will not stop a person from doing the Avera. The only thing that will stop a person at a certain point in time is Yiras HaOdom. That's what Rabbi Yechim and Zakkai told his Talmidim on his deathbed. When they asked him, Borcheni Rabbi, give us a bracha. He said, You should fear heaven like you fear people. They said, Rabbi, that's it. That's who we should fear. Like we fear people, we should fear Hashem. Said Rabbi Yechim and Zakkai says, Halavai. He says, when a person is Oysa Aveira, when a person is doing an Aveira, he says, Halavai Shalai Yirani Odom. So the Vilnagain is Medayik. When a person is in the midst of doing an Aveira, the only thing at that point that will stop him is Yiras Odom, not Yirashamayim. But Amram Chasideh was enough of a Chasid that he knew that. And therefore, he says, I know Yirashamayim will not help me. But it was enough to bring the Yiras Odom. Bring the people in. Indeed, there's a fire raging in Amram's house. There was a fire raging in him and he needed to put it out. And that's why he was a chosid. And getting back to our parish over here, the chosid here is a parish and a chosid. You know why? Because if we were in that position and some Goyesha idolater tells us, eh, you think you're such a tzaddik? You think you're so righteous? Look, you just contradict yourself. We would find ten different answers. No, it's different. I have a head there. I'm supposed to. Blah, blah, blah. He's a porridge because as soon as he heard the truth, he picked himself up and went back home. That's what makes him a porridge. Like Amram Chasida, that's what made him a chosid. So that's what the porridge did. So we have to think about ourselves. Maybe, number one, it could be Taka, where our Parnos is. Parnos is we have to travel away. Could be that sometimes a person is pronounced set up that way, but we have to make sure, like this parish, we can't, we have to make sure that as much as we talk and uh, tell ourselves that we believe it's the Abish that runs everything, and all of the parnasa comes from a kaddish baruch Hu. but our actions can't contradict what we say. It can't be lip service. What we say is that we believe in the Abish and we dive into the Abish and Hashem, please help us. And we know it only comes from one source. But our actions, in terms of we trying to cut corners, cut corners. Who are you cutting corners? Cutting corners, what's the matter? You think Akadosh Bogo can't give you what, what you're supposed to get? You think Akadosh Bogo is going to give you when, when you're doing some things that are not MS? If a person is not honest in his own dealings, he, how much betoken does he have? He really thinks Akadosh Bogo is in charge? He thinks that Gosh Baruch Hu is in charge, he would be absolutely meticulous in all of his dealings. So we may not have the same situation as this parish going far out over there, but sometimes we'll hear it. And I'll end with this. This is an idea that was quoted by the, from the Baal Shem Tev. Revolba actually writes in his Sefer from the Baal Shem Tev, and there was a Misa that the Nitziv once was on vacation and he met a certain Rebbe, and this Rebbe told him over this zog, this statement from the Baal Shem Tev, and the Nitziv says, it's an often a in Mesech Astounding Bikiyas. 
It's a Tosefin Mesech Shvuas that says this exact point. You see it once you know the Yisoyed. Indeed, the Tosefta says it. What's the idea? The Baal Shem Dev used to say that whenever a person hears something, no matter what the source, whether it's just a, a guy passing by in a car and screams it out at the Jew, screams it at the person, or a kid just says something, or something that you overhear in the supermarket, or something you overhear on some shear was in the in the uh, in the uh, uh, in passing. It must be something that you're supposed to hear. This parish had it straight up. I mean, it was a direct line from Hakadosh Baruch who wanted to show him that his actions are contradicting. Hakadosh Baruch who does it through why he was talking to this idolater and here said the Baal Shem says whatever a person hears, if he thinks about it honestly, he was supposed to hear that. He was supposed to hear those words and he said, ooh, why am I hearing that? It's talking to me. HaKadosh Baruch is talking to me. That's what the Baal Shem Tev says that like Revolver quotes, the Nitziv says it's really Chazal said already in the in the Tesefte. And therefore, we see that also in this Maisa. Whatever we're supposed to hear, we, are, we get to hear. HaKadosh Baruch who's nice to us, we get to hear it. Two nice Yisaitis we had from here, the Chavis Avavis, we shouldn't contradict what we know in our minds. We have to believe in our hearts. Shouldn't contradict our actions. To know and believe that Hashem was the all-capable, the all-powerful. We should live our lives that way. And as well, a, 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 a limud, a lesson from this chosid, this parush, in terms of everything that happens in our lives are directed to us. A good tanach and a good Shabbos.